0: Chapter 19 of Tom and Some Other Girls by Mrs. George Dehorn Vesey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. School again, school again, and no Tom. The house parlour with no manly figure to lean with its back against the mantelpiece and jingle chains in its pocket. The dining hall with no one to make faces at the critical moment when a girl was swallowing her soup or to nudge her elbow as she lifted a cup to her lips the cubicle with no magenta dressing-jacket whisking to and fro it was ghastly the girls could not reconcile themselves to their loss and the first fortnight of the term was one of unalloyed depression no one dared to joke for if she did her companions instantly accused her of aping tom and snubbed her for the feebleness of the attempt no one dared to be cheerful lest she should be charged with fickleness and want of heart and irene the beautiful reigned in tom's stead it would have been a difficult post for any girl to have succeeded thomasina boulderston but curious though it may appear irene's flaxen locks and regular features wore for the time being so many offences in the eyes of her companions they were accustomed to tom tom had been the head girl of their heart and they resented the finicking ways of her successor as an insult to the dear departed irene strove by a gentle mildness of demeanour to soften the prejudice against her and the girls but abused her the more catch tom saying it didn't matter imagine tom pretending she didn't hear a nice head girl she is we might as well have hilary jervis irene assumed a pretence of firmness the girls rolled their eyes at each other and tittered audibly the idea of irene grey ordering others about plainly it was time and time only which could give any authority to tom boulderston's supplanter how keenly rhoda felt her friend's absence no one guessed but herself tom's attitude towards the result of the late examinations would have given the keynote to that of her companions and have shielded the poor smarting victim from much which she now had to endure the girls were unaffectedly sorry for her but pity is an offering which a proud spirit finds it hard to accept it seemed strange to realise that girls cast in such graceful moulds as dorothy and irene should be so deficient in tact as to gush over the humiliation of another and check the rhapsodies of successful candidates by such significant coughings and frownings as must have been obvious to the dullest faculties oh for tom's downright acceptance of a situation her calm taking for granted that the sufferer was neither selfish nor cowardly enough to grudge success to others rhoda felt as we have all felt in our time that she had never thoroughly appreciated her friend until she had departed and she was one of the most enthusiastic members of the committee organised to arrange about the tablet to be composed in tom's honour of course tom must have a place on the record wall blues reds greens and yellows were unanimously decided on the point contributions poured in and on sunday afternoons the blues sat in consultation over the wording of the inscription the simpler the better tom hated gush was the general opinion but it was astonishing how difficult it was to hit on something simple yet telling a high-flown rhapsody seemed far easier to accomplish and at last in despair each girl was directed to compose an inscription and to read it aloud for general approval none were universally approved but rhoda's received the largest number of votes as being simple yet comprehensive this tablet is erected to the memory of thomasina boulderston the most popular head girl whom hurst manor has ever known her companions affectionately record the kindly justice of her rule and the unfailing cheerfulness which was a stimulus to them in work and play yes it's the best decidedly the best but i should like it to have been better still said kathleen thoughtfully it is so difficult to describe tom in three or four lines and it leaves so much unsaid i should like to describe her a little bit so that future pupils might know what she was like if they read that they would imagine her just like anyone else objected bertha frowning i suppose it wouldn't do to say something about her uh, engaging ugliness or some expression like that howls of indignation greeted this audacious proposition and bertha was alternately snubbed reproached and abused until she grew sulky and retired from the discussion rhoda herself came to the rescue and with the critical spirit of the true artist acknowledged the defect in her own work bertha's right what i have written gives no idea of tom herself it's a pity but i don't see how it can be helped what words could describe tom to anyone who had not seen her now here's another idea why not make a rule that every girl who has had her name inscribed on the record wall must present a framed portrait to the school all the frames would be alike and they would be hung in rows in the great hall so that future generations of pupils might be able to see what the girls were like and feel more friendly towards them rhoda what a heavenly idea cried irene rapturously how simply lovely why in the world have we never thought of that before i never heard of anything so splendid cried the girls in chorus while rhoda sat beaming with gratified smiles well if her own name would never be printed in that roll of honour at least she had composed the inscription of one of the most important tablets and had suggested a new idea which bade fair to be as much appreciated as the wall itself already the girls were debating eagerly together as to its inauguration and deciding that the different heads should be deputed to write to those old members of each house who had been honoured with tablets to ask for portraits taken as nearly as possible about the date of leaving school irene of course would communicate with tom to inform her of the step about to be taken by her companions and to direct her to be photographed at the first possible moment and uh, uh, you-you might just drop a hint about her attire said rhoda anxiously as a remembrance of the dress and coiffure of early chase rose before her nothing more likely than that tom would elect to do honour to her companions by putting on her very best clothes for their benefit and imagine the horror of the blues at seeing their old head decked out in such fashion we should like best to see her as she used to look here she must wear the old blue dress and stand with her back to the fireplace with her hands in her pockets cried kathleen firmly we don't want to see tom lying in a hammock against a background of palms or smirking over a fan not much it's the genuine article we want and no make-up what will she say i wonder when she hears she is going to have a tablet will she be pleased or vexed she must be pleased who could help it but she will pretend she is not mark my words she'll write back and say it's a piece of ridiculous nonsense so prophesied irene but the result proved that she was wrong for tom as usual refused to be anticipated instead of protesting that she had done nothing worthy of such an honour and beseeching her companions not to make themselves ridiculous she dismissed the subject in a couple of lines in which she declared the proposed scheme to be most laudable and calmly volunteered to contribute half a crown the blues agreed among themselves that such behaviour came perilously near callousness but rhoda recalled that last peep through the bars of the station gate and could not join in the decision she believed that tom would be profoundly touched by the honour so touched and so proud that she dared not trust herself to approach the subject from a serious view and she was right for if imagination could have carried her old companions to the study where tom was then domiciled they would have seen her chalking an immense red cross on her calendar against the date when irene's letter had arrived and mentally recording it as the proudest day of her life no mention was made of the photograph but in due time it arrived so lifelike and speaking in its well-known attitude that the more sentimental of the girls shed tears of joy at beholding it closely following it came other contributions to the gallery which the newcomers examined with keenest interest feeling more able to understand the enthusiasm of their seniors now that the well-known names were attached to definite personalities about this time too arrived a full report of the examination and as had been expected rhoda was found to have failed in arithmetic in other subjects she had done well gaining the longed-for distinction in german and french so that if only oh that little if how much it meant that terrible mountainous if which made all the difference between failure and success if it had been a dark morning and she had slept on if she had given way to temptation and dozed off in the middle of her work if she had listened to evie's words of warning if but one of those possible ifs had been accomplished she would have been among the happy crowd to-day and not standing miserably apart the only girl in the house who had failed to pass the wild grief of the first few days swept back like a wave and threatened to overwhelm her but she clung to the remembrance of tom's words and told herself passionately that she would not whine she would not pose as a martyr even on that great occasion when the certificates were presented in great hall and the school burst into ecstatic repetitions of see the conquering hero comes as each fresh girl walked up to the platform even through that dread ordeal did rhoda retain her self-possession attempting poor child to add a trembling note to the chorus she never knew nor guessed that the girls honoured her more in that moment than if she had won a dozen distinctions she did not see the kindly glances bent upon her by the teachers for they were careful to turn aside when she looked in their direction and if she had seen she would never have believed it was admiration and not pity which those looks expressed in her estimation the occasion was one of pure unalloyed humiliation and when she reached the shelter of her cubicle she seized the hand-glass and examined her ruddy head anxiously beneath the electric globe it isn't true she exclaimed the ghost stories tell lies i don't believe now that anyone's head ever turned white in a night i can't see a single grey hair chapter nineteen